This is The Bittersweet Life, a show for expats, former expats, travel lovers, and people who dream about moving far away someday. I'm Katie Sewell, a recent repatriate to Seattle in the United States after a year in Rome. My co-host is Tiffany Parks, an expat who spent the last 10 years in Rome. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to join us for the whole journey by beginning with episode one. If you're really interested in today's theme, however, back up to the beginning afterwards. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Together again, Tiffany. We've had a couple weeks off. I know. I feel like I haven't recorded with you forever. I know. And I want to say, first off, that I feel terribly guilty for missing a week in there. We had a holiday here in the United States called Memorial Day, and I was gonna do my best to get an episode up but it just didn't happen and we have a pretty good track record of only missing two weeks so far and then we missed our third so I know maybe nobody else noticed but I felt terribly guilty about it it's always my goal to not have that happen (laughs) I think that uh you've done a pretty good job up until this point so I'm sure no one holds it against you I hope not anyway if they do please forgive me and let's get over it and move on to our episode goals part three where we uh talk about our bucket list items, our future. We talked a lot about the past and the present, and now we're going to talk about the future. So we've been getting our our lists together and collecting lists from you. Thank you to everybody who sent a list in. We probably won't be able to read all of them, but we're going to share some of your bucket list items as the show goes on. Should we just launch in with some of the ones we came up with? Or we could talk about another thing that I noticed when trying to put this list together is that a lot of the things ended up not being in the bucket list category. They ended up being in the life goal category. I felt the same way. I felt like uh, there were certain things on there that were things I just wanted to experience as opposed to accomplishments that I wanted to accomplish. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I guess they can both go on the bucket list, but I think they're a different... Well, we should just get to it and then we can discuss which fall into which category and if, they're both, if they can both be considered bucket list items. It's funny because I was talking to Derek about this and he said... He said that he would define a bucket list as uh, a thing that you do once and then you toss in the bucket. <laughs> and he goes, and I know that a bucket list is supposed to be about kicking the bucket, things you want to do before you die. He's like, but maybe it's just a one-time thing, throw it in the bucket, and then you kick the bucket over when you die. <laughs> <laughs> a little morbid. <laughs> I know. I had a hard time writing this list, I must say. And I don't know if that's because of the time of life that I'm in or just sheer procrastination, but I was able to come up with a few things. Oh, I think I have like 25 or something. Oh, wow. Well, we won't even get to all of yours. Well, why don't you tell me some of yours? Well, first of all, I should say that, you know, you said it might be harder because of your time of life. I do think that once you get to a certain age and you see kind of the way your career is going, it's hard to write on a bucket list something that you realistically know you'll never do. For example, I always wanted to perform on Broadway. Right. Now, I was studying classical music. It's not that common for a classical singer to do a Broadway show, but it can happen. It does happen from time to time. So it was a possibility for me when I was still studying music. But now that I've given up the vocation of classical singing as a profession, it's not going to happen. 
it was kind of hard for me not to write that down, even though it's still like something that I just, God, would love to do. It's on your early bucket list and it's like, well, I still didn't accomplish it. How can I take it off of the future bucket list? Yeah, that's hard. That was a hard one to not include. I did include one thing that I'm not going to say it's unlikely to happen, but I'm not doing anything in my life right now to make this goal happen. It's something that's completely off of my trajectory. And that is, should I start with that one? It's actually the last, the very last thing on the list. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I would like to play the role of Beatrice in uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Hmm. Love that role. It's an awesome role. It's an awesome character. I've loved it since I was a little girl. And I have done Shakespeare before, mostly, you know, as a young kid. But I wouldn't mind it being a completely, you know, community show. Uh, so I, I still think it could happen. I'm not like saying I want to do it at the National, at the Royal Shakespeare Academy or something, just so that I do it. That's enough for me. Well, realistically, what's the oldest you could be, do you think, to play that part? I would say mid-40s, probably, as long as you're a mid-40s that can look young, which I'd like to say that I look younger than I am. So, Plus, you, you know, stage makeup does a lot. <laughs> right, right. So you got some time. You got some time to make that happen. Yeah. What about you? Are there anything like, is there anything on your list that you've, you have a hard time believing that you can do? Uh, only because there are things on my list that I'm not sure that I have the guts to do. Oh, let's hear. I've always wanted to go to the Borneo rainforest, which is one of the most natural, biodiverse places in the world. And they're rapidly um hopefully less rapidly now but i haven't done my research on this less rapidly ripping it down but i always wanted to go there before it was destroyed but why i, I realized that i'm not sure i have the guts to do it is it's pretty dangerous super wild lot of bugs tarantulas tarantulas i don't know but i, I i'm more thinking malaria <laughs> You know, that sort of thing. You can take malaria medication before you go. You can, but knowing me, I'm terrible about that kind of stuff. And you could go with a guide. That's true. You know, you wouldn't, like, go by yourself and, like, just, like, drop, get dropped <laughs> off in the middle of the jungle. Try to survive. <laughs> I interviewed this photographer once who spent a lot of time there, and he had the most amazing stories about living up in the tree canopy and being surrounded by monkeys when he woke up in the morning capturing all these amazing photographs and him and his wife were living in this hammock in a tree for like two years straight oh my and God. I was like wow it sounds like a dream and he said a dream that has its nightmarish elements like I have gotten malaria twice and let me tell you when you're in the middle of the jungle and you have malaria there's really nothing worse and so he was trying to bring me into the realistic it is a wild place there's a reason why people don't go there I don't think you should cross it off though I think that one of the things about a bucket list is it's something that you feel like you have one life, right? You have one time, one shot on this planet, and there's so much to do. You choose something that for you is worth doing. It's something that you don't want to have this life pass you by without doing. And so there's obviously going to be either risks involved or a lot of effort involved, something involved like that. And you might as well, if it's important enough, just go for it because... When you're lying on your deathbed, you're not going to think, thank goodness I didn't go to Borneo. <laughs> you know, I could have died. <laughs> I could have died years ago. I know you're right. You're probably right. You're probably right. You know, a lot of that has to do with finding the right guide, maybe taking the right person with you, that sort of thing. And, and just having the confidence that regardless of what happens, you can do it. 
I mean, the other one that's on my list that's not at all like that, because that, that's a little bit more remote, but it's also a huge challenge, would be to walk the Camino del Santiago through Spain, which is one that a lot of people wrote to us about when they sent in their bucket list items. So it's probably like walking a trail now that's full of thousands of people. But at the same point, it's walking six to eight to 10 hours a day for a month straight. And the physical endurance that that would take is definitely something I wonder if I can do or not. But that said, that one seems way more realistic to me because so many people do it than going to the Borneo rainforest for a couple of weeks. I guess I don't know enough about the Borneo rainforest to realize how dangerous it is. I'll have to take your word on that. But <laughs> Maybe I'm amping it up too much. Maybe in my mind. I, and I also don't know how long, I guess 10 hours a day for a month is a lot. It's a lot, but it depends also on how strenuous the walking is on the, cami- on the Camino. Like, is it mountainous? It's pretty mellow from what I understand. It has some mountainous regions. Derek did it. One of his life goals is to do it again. Well, there you go. You guys got to do it together. Yeah, we can do it together. See, that that makes it seem more realistic, too. You want to hear one of my major travel goals? That's going to be take a lot of uh, planning, money, and um, organization, and uh, having enough time off to do it. But it's something that Claudio and I both want to do. It's It was my idea, but it's to circumnavigate the globe on land and water, to not do any flying. That's something that Derek wanted to do, too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really want to do it. I have sort of like the route planned out in my head as well that I would like to take. Um, What is it? um, By train from Rome to Copenhagen and then by boat to St. Petersburg, then by train across Russia on the Trans-Siberian Railway, uh, actually the Trans-Manchurian Railway, to Vladivostok or to Beijing, and then by cargo ship to L.A., and then rent a car, drive across the United States, and then take like a nice ship, like the QE2 or something, from the east coast of the States to the UK, and then train, channel, and train back to Rome. Wow. That sounds great. And totally doable. That's the thing. I think it is doable. It's not like I'm like, I'm going to learn how to sail and sail solo across <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean, across the Pacific Ocean. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy. So... Uh, <laughs> I think it's doable. I think the most complicated part is the cargo ship. And also that's probably the most dangerous part because there's usually no doctor aboard those ships. So, you know, there would be no bringing Aurelio while he's little. It wouldn't be safe. So, you know, we got to, it's probably not going to happen for a while, you know, but, uh, but that's, a, that's a goal for us. And then I've got a lot of other small travel goals. Like I, I've always wanted to sail down the Nile. I've wanted to do that since I was a little girl. And I'd also like to go on safari, which I know you've done in Africa. I'd like to climb a mountain, like a big mountain, like like Mount Kilimanjaro or something like that. Climb a mountain? Yeah. That's a big goal. You'd have a to lot be of in... people climb mountains. No, I know. But don't you have to be in mountaineering shape to be able to do that? Like Tiffany with a pickaxe on her back working her way I don't up think to... you need a pickaxe for Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> like Mount Kilimanjaro is one of the mountains that like normal people climb. It's not like Mount Everest or something. It's, 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 if you look at it, like you look at a photo of Mount Kilimanjaro, like it's big mountain, but it's not very steep. 
So, I mean, you go with a guide, obviously, and you have to camp and, you know, you do it in several days. But I know normal, quote unquote, normal people who have done it. So, no, I'm not saying that you're not. I think Kilimanjaro is either. doable. I'm not like going to say I'm going to climb Everest or something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, please don't say that. That terrifies me. Uh, I don't think I would be allowed to. Like, normal people can't just be like, okay, I'm doing it. You have to know what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, so those are some of my travel goals. We should mention, by the way, that Aurelia was awake. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think that they probably gathered that by now. <laughs> He's currently eating his baby monitor. I'm, I'm still kind of on the, uh, the bucket list goals as opposed to the life accomplishment ones here. Yeah, yeah. Where would you classify the goal that we share in common, which is to try to see all the Caravaggio paintings in person? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot to put that on my list. Still, it's on our... That's a bucket list thing. Is it? Because that seems like almost like a life goal. Because think about how many different locations we'd have to go to. Yes, it's kind of half and half between. I'm going, I'm going bucket list. In my opinion, it's a bucket list item. Even though it takes so many steps to be able to do it. Yes, it does. I mean, in some ways, it's just a, re- it's just a way to travel the world. Yeah, and see some great art. And see some great art. Although in some cases where the paintings are, wouldn't be places that would be at the top of my list to visit. Like Fort Worth, Texas? You don't want to yeah. go to Fort Worth? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying <laughs> no, I wouldn't go um, to Fort Worth. I got really lucky. I've seen two major Caravaggio exhibits, like major ones. Yeah. One was in Rome and one was in Tropani. And there's only maybe two paintings in Texas. They were both there. So I don't have to go there. There's also one somewhere in New Jersey, like Princeton, New Jersey, I think. And I've seen that one in an exhibit. So I've been lucky that way. You got to go to an exhibit. Cuts a lot of stops off of your list. Yeah. Well, and I've also gotten close to some of them, but I didn't see them. I was in Florence, but I didn't go. <clears throat> the line was too long. Oh, you know. the Pitti Palace or for the Uffizi? Oh, I, for the Uffizi. I did, go to the, I did go to the palace. So I did cut some off my list, but I didn't go to the Uffizi. And so of I, course, you didn't listen to me. I told you to book your tickets to the Uffizi in advance. I even think I gave I you the website and you didn't do it. Here's the thing I've learned about myself. I really like for other people to do things like that. And I know that I've talked about that on this podcast before. This is the other thing about why there's not a ton of travel places on my list is because I like other people planning something and me going along with it. You know, in some ways, my greatest pleasure in life is having somebody say, hey, let's go to San Francisco, like Derek and I did last weekend. And I'll plan this amazing walk we're going to take and my job is just to go along and observe as much as I can while I'm on that walk that's how what I what I do and and I love that kind of thing I don't know why I don't like to plan the trip itself well we need to travel more together then because I love doing that kind of planning well there you go see and you'll just say today we're going here and I'll be like all right (laughs) sounds good I need someone who doesn't argue because I like to be in charge (laughs) Fair enough. Let's do it. Maybe you could plan my trip to the Borneo rainforest. There you uh, go. I'll start, I'll start researching it for you. Okay, great. Find me a trustworthy guide and a, and a good deal. Do you have anything on your list purely material? Like, I would like to own a this. Oh, I don't. I, I have on my list that I would like to one day make enough money that I no longer feel like I'm not making enough money. 
But that'll never happen, even if you become a millionaire. No, 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 really. Like everyone, except for maybe like billionaires or like multi-multi-millionaires, everybody, I'm pretty sure, feels like they're not making enough money. But I would like to believe that if I were making millions, that I would feel like I was making enough money. I would like to believe that even if I was making $75,000 a year, I would feel like I was making enough money. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that everybody, like, again, as I said, not like super, 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 like the actual like rich people of the world, but people who are like doing well and, you know, making like good money. I think most people still want to make more money. It's just kind of human nature. I think Derek put it nicely where he said, I would just like to one day make enough money so that I don't have to travel like a college student. Okay, that's a good way. That's a good way to pin it. I had it, my voice teacher, my old voice teacher used to say, I would like to have enough money that I could have someone else install my wallpaper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a way of putting it. I think it's all relative, too. I mean, you and I both happen to live in very expensive cities also. So what it would take to own a house in the city of Seattle in a neighborhood that you want to live in is so unattainable with the amount of money I make. That I think it makes you feel like... Yeah, it makes you feel poorer than you are. Yeah, exactly. My mom also said it. You know, she said, the thing about having money is it's not about, at least for her, you know, material gain and having stuff. It's about it's about comfort and convenience. It's, it's about, like, you buy a mattress, you buy a really good mattress. So you're, you're, more, you're more comfortable. You stay at a hotel, you stay in a nice hotel. So it's more comfortable, more convenient. You get a taxi from the airport instead of taking the bus. Yeah. Convenient. It's the difference of looking for bed bugs when you arrive at the hotel versus just feeling like it's probably fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do have one very materialistic thing on my list. Okay. I would like to own an Hermes tea set. Oh, really? How much does that cost? I don't know how much it costs. I know it's expensive, but it's not unaffordable, let's say. But that's definitely on my bucket list. And I think those are probably the bucket list things and everything else is like an actual life accomplishment that I want to achieve. Why do you want to own that tea set? Well, I love Hermes. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I'm not into Hermes purses. I'm not into like alligator skin or any of that. I like the scarves. I just love Hermes scarves. And that was my goal at one point in my life to own an Hermes scarf. Yes. And hey, this is a good like little side note. I was really, really obsessed with Hermes scarves for a period of time. My mother had two. When I was a little girl, I saw, I I remember when she received these scarves as gifts. She showed them to me and she said, oh, this is very special. And this is really a work of art. And I remember looking at them and just, as I got older, I said, I want want to have one of those. I want to have one of those. I always loved scarves. And at one point, I think it was the year that I turned 30, I was like obsessed. It was all I could think about. I mean, it wasn't all I could think about, let's be honest. I did have other things going on in my life, but I really was like, I was manifesting an Hermes scarf. And I got one as a gift from a very unexpected place that year. And so I really do think that if you concentrate on goals, even if they're really materialistic goals like owning an Hermes scarf, in some way, I mean, I've always believed in synchronicity. And if you focus on something, it sets in motion events in the universe. I'm starting to sound a little bit hippie-ish right now, but you know, it, it, <laughs> it will help make it happen. I'm not going to say like, It's a magic trick, but I do think it works to some extent. And so I love the designs of Hermes. I love the intricacy of it. And I love tea and I love teapots. And I really want to have an Hermes tea set. Okay. Is that so much to ask? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to ask you if there was anything on your bucket list that was easy to accomplish. Seeing every Caravaggio in person is not easy to accomplish. So like a one-time thing. I guess the tea set in that way fits that. Like on my list, the one thing when you were like, okay, we're going to record it today. And I was thinking, oh no, I haven't written the list <laughs> yet. But I've been trying to construct it in my mind. And so then when I had to sit down and put it to paper, I thought, what was the thing I came up with in my mind? And the one thing I could remember was that I really want to see a humpback whale jumping out of the water. And I wanted to see that for my entire life. And all that is, is just getting to the right place. Alaska, Hawaii, parts of California at certain times of the year. Just getting there and then going out on a boat and then the likelihood of it happening is great and it happens and it's done, <laughs> you know? So I feel like that's one I have on my list where I just have to go to Alaska in June and during the massive whale run and the likelihood is high that that will happen. Yeah, that's a I good one. I might even be satisfied with just seeing a humpback whale in the wild. No, don't discount your goals, Katie. You want to see it jump out <laughs> of the water. Do not. Don't discount that. All right. See, as I was talking, I was thinking maybe that's a lot harder than I thought to see it jumping out of the water. That's a big criteria. I didn't know that they jumped out of the water. Actually, no, actually, that's not true. I've seen I've seen the videos of them doing it. I've seen videos. So maybe maybe just seeing one in the wild is enough. I something that I could do quickly besides buying a tea set if I had the money. I would like to see Aida at the Arena of Verona. In Verona, there is a big arena that's similar to the Colosseum in Rome, except it's, um, it's not as big, okay, because nothing is, I think, bi as big as the Colosseum as far as ancient arenas, but it's completely intact, like the entire circle of the arena, and they stage really, really high-quality opera there in the summer, and they usually do Aida there every summer, and it's a huge production. I've always wanted to see that. So that's something that I could do. It's a little more complicated now that I have Aurelio as like everything. But it's not that far from here. You know, I could get there on a train. I could do easily do it like with a one night, staying over one night. Um, so that's something that I could easily accomplish. That's good. So we should share some of these other people's bucket list items, do you think? Yes, but then I do want to hear some more of yours before we, uh, before we finish. I know. This is going to be a long episode. Just looking at the Facebook here. Terry Gordon wrote us a couple times, actually. And thank you for that, <laughs> Terry, for coming up with ideas and continuing to come up with ideas. This one uh, might fit in the life goal category, although read a book a month. That's more of a, a life goal. It's kind of like flossing every day, which is another one somebody sent in. <laughs> See, to me, flossing every day is like a New Year's resolution more than a life goal. To me, it's, an, it's a New Year's you, resolution yeah. that I've never managed to achieve, though. I've, it's on my I know, list I think that's year. why... It, I think that's why it's a New Year's resolution for you, <laughs> because, because you can't seem to fit it into your like daily life. But it's in the same category of one that's on my list is keep writing every day, which is something that's hard for me to do, because sometimes that just means that I end up journaling, and I kind of hate journaling, personally. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also know, something you that you can never really check off, because it's something that's ongoing. Right. You'll always have to floss. You'll always have that day when you missed writing, right? All right. She also has lead or start a book group. Learn InDesign, which must be some sort of computer program. I it is. Know. It's similar to Photoshop or, or Illustrator, but it's, I think it's more complex. It's what my, um, the graphic designer at the magazine that I work for uses. 
Gotcha. So yeah, you're so much more computer literate than me. Visit Rome, Terry. Do it. Yes. Please do Book it. Book your ticket. And then the one right after that, experience a tour of Rome with Tiffany. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's quite easy. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I book my, uh, my tours so that uh, usually I work. Usually I'll do it on a, on a weekend when uh, my husband can take the little one. Yeah, I guess the real question would be if Terry could only get to Rome and she could only take one of your tours, which one would you take her on? If it's her first time in Rome, I think that the highlights of the center of Rome is the best because you want to make sure when it's your first time in Rome that you hit all those big sites like the Pantheon and the Trevi Fountain and the Spanish Steps and Piazza Navona. Those are sites that are too important to miss. You know, as great as the sort of off-the-beaten-track tours are, unless you have a nice long chunk of time, like a week or something, I would go for the, um, the major sites. All right, and then we got B Becker who says few items from her bucket list become a foreign service officer Ooh, that's not easy no it's not easy but it's a cool one travel to 100 countries nice i would like to know b where you are on that list how many you've actually already visited do you know how where you are katie no i've never counted have you never count i have counted but i can't remember what the count is i think it's somewhere around 30 i think it's somewhere around 30 yeah, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought. I can't remember. Do you count when you land in a country just as an airport no. pass-through? <laughs> I do not count that. I also don't right, count but... states that I've only driven through as states that I visited. Oh, interesting. Why not? Because you don't, if you don't get out of a car, you haven't been there. I'm sorry. All right. So I'll have to cross China off my list because I've only ever been in the Hong Kong airport. <laughs> hey, everyone, you know, everyone <laughs> has a different way of looking at it. So just because I don't count it doesn't mean you can't count it. No, I'm going with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still counting it. My problem with visiting many countries is that I have a tendency to go back to the same places over and over again. That's... That's me. And then I want to I want to read Caroline Howlett's because she says that she just accomplished one. And it's so cool. She's put a picture up on our Facebook page. If you want to look up the Bittersweet Life podcast, she wrote, just done one. Do a dressage competition with a hound as a backseat passenger. So she did a dressage competition with her dog standing behind her with its legs on her shoulder she put a picture of wait dressage is but on horseback right horseback yeah where you um so she was on horseback and her dog was on her shoulder on her shoulder yes standing on the back of the horse leaning over her shoulder in this picture dressage is like dancing with a horse really the horse listens to your body movement and does some dance moves so i wrote her on facebook and i said tell me more and this is what she said and really she posted two pictures. You should go on our Facebook page and check them out because they're pretty incredible. <laughs> when she wrote more, she said, The mare is Ella, and she has been very poorly with autoimmune. She spent weeks in a vet hospital and thankfully survived in part thanks to the hound, Flute. She wouldn't eat, so he kept trying to pinch her food so she'd start eating. One day, he jumped on the field wall, and she was in the way. He swiftly jumped on and off her to get onto the other field. She never moved, so he jumped back on her, and he has done it ever since. Well, enough to be ridden lightly. I wanted to raise money for charity, and the light bulb moment came. Do a dressage test with flute on board. Is it a first? I have no idea. I'm just eternally grateful to have shared the moment with a daft dog and an amazing horse. And then she posted a picture of the horse with the dog standing on its back. I love that. It's so cool. So there you go. I wonder, though, Caroline, if that's a bucket list item that came sort of after the fact. 
It's a cool story, though. Do you want me to share some more? Oh, yeah. Some people wrote our email, Tiffany, which is bittersweetlife at mail.com, M-A-I-L, if uh, you're ever interested in writing us. Amanda Frost wrote in. Here's what she wrote. Walk the Camino de Santiago and receive a Compostela, which is the Certificate of Completion. Visit Egypt and see the pyramids. Learn a bit more about my Syrian heritage and learn to speak a little bit of Arabic. And she notes that her grandmother is full Syrian. Start a Christmas card list and actually send them. That's a life goal. That's a good one. I've always wanted to send Christmas cards. Really? I write them every year. Oh, I it's fun, I people. love receiving Christmas cards. Like I get so excited when I receive a Christmas card. But I don't write them, so I kind of I can't really expect anyone to send them to me. I usually get like two or three a year. Well, now you could get away with the the one big email of what we've been up to that's full of baby pictures and just print it out and send it a gazillion times. Well, you know why I don't do it is really not because I can't be bothered, but because postage is so expensive. If I want to send from Italy to the United States, it's over two euros now for one letter. And I just, I just can't conscious the, the, the expense of it quite frankly yeah you'll have to do the christmas email which yeah which is not the same it's not the same it's not the same it's true i like that one though but i like it because it's something i know is rewarding take a martial arts class again skydive that's one a lot of people have oh i'd love to do that but i don't know if i have the guts take a road trip across the united states from west coast to east coast and back that's on my list too i'd like to drive across the country own a vehicle that i can travel in and live out of okay she's talking about a winnebago or an airstream not <laughs> a volvo <laughs> <laughs> floss every day she's another floss every day person that's a big um, one that's universal. again a life goal it's universal. Is that a universal? <laughs> no, it's not universal. It's an American thing. People in Italy are like, in, in Italy are like flossing. Why would I do that? <laughs> I brush my teeth. Isn't that enough? People don't floss in Italy. It's an American thing. Flossing. Yes, yes. The only people who floss in Italy are like dentists. And anytime I meet a dentist, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, I should try to floss. And they're like, Oh, you know, I try to tell my clients to floss, and they just don't believe me that I that they need to do it. <laughs> It's not, dental care is not really caught on in Europe, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so now we know that she's not from Europe. Run a 50K organized trail run. Wow. Have an herb and vegetable garden. I seem to kill all of my plants. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to take some practice. And play the guitar more. Another life goal. That's like my please write more, Katie, goal. So that's Amanda. She's from California. I was just down in California, Amanda. I should have come to visit. Let me do one more, and then I have to mention a couple of my sisters because she'll kill me if I don't. And thank you to everybody who wrote in. I'm sorry. Our episode's going to go too long if I read all of them, so maybe we'll have to share more later on. But this is from Laura Lee. She says, Hello, Katie and Tiffany. I listened to both of the Goals podcasts, and I thought it would be fun to send in a bucket list. Well, actually, two of them. My boyfriend and I are both lifelong expats. We met on a mutual expat assignment in Australia. Our parents worked in the same industry, which we now work in, and we both grew up moving between countries. We actually lived very close to each other in Saudi and Chile, but never met. We were comparing our bucket lists and noticed that we had a few items in common. It made me wonder if some expat bucket list items are universal. I tried to line them up as best as possible. So she's got the he column and the her column next to each other. Okay. Some of them, I love how you line these up because I think those two don't go together, but I love it. The first one being a prime example. In her column, publish a book. 
which is on my list as well. And in his column, fire a Gatling gun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> which I would point out, publishing a book, wow, a really big effort. Firing a Gatling gun, he could do that this afternoon. He yes. just needs to find a person with a Gatling gun. Next in her column, do the splits. And in his column, dunk a basketball. <laughs> okay, that works. Those go together. That lines up. And then in her column, go to Antarctica. And his, scuba dive under the ice in Antarctica. Oh, that's scary. I don't think I would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, that would take a lot of practice and a very high level of certification, but it can be done. It would also take like can... some majorly insulated wetsuit. I mean, imagine how cold that water is. Yeah, true. Good point. But you can both be in Antarctica together. The next one in their column is exactly the same. Go to space. Go to space. <laughs> wow. That's that's an impressive goal. <laughs> Oh, and then I, I, I'm not going to read all of these because they're great, but we're running out of time. But I do want to do the next one, which I love, because hers is sell a company. She currently owns two. And in his column is do something truly selfless and keep it a secret. Ooh, but yet he which told like. you this. <laughs> well, he told he you told he wants you. to do this. <laughs> Hopefully he won't be doing it for you because then you'll know. But there's a lot of other really, really great ones on the list. So thank you for sending those in. Thank you, everybody, for sending them in. I'm inspired. I definitely don't want to go to Antarctica, <laughs> but but I am inspired by some of these things. And I'm also proud of myself for flossing. <laughs> My sister sent in her list of goals achieved and still to do. One of the ones she wrote on the goals achieved is get Katie to love Last of the Mohicans, which we've been debating about whether or not she was the one that got me to love Last of the Mohicans. But she did get me appreciating Native American culture. Now, that said, does that translate into Last of the Mohicans? You know, the Hollywood version, certainly. I don't think you needed help to love that movie. No. Well, you know, like I said in the earlier episode, I hated that movie the first time I saw it. But I think that's part of what sometimes you love things that you hate initially. In fact, we have a guest coming up, Tom Vanderbilt, who is going to talk about why that's true. And then she also said in her still to do column, she started a nonprofit called the Million Girl Army, which aims to teach girls in developed countries about the lives of girls their own age in underdeveloped countries and have them support one another as part of this effort to empower young girls in the next generation. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So one of her goals accomplished is that she started it, which was a major undertaking, but What's still left to do, which will also be a major undertaking, is to launch the Million Girl Army nationwide and have it be a success. So it has to get to all 50 states. That's impressive. I love that. I'm also the creative director of the Million Girl Army, by the way. Did you know I that? I did not know that. A great honor, of course. She would like to give a TED Talk. <gasps> wow. She would like I love to speak TED in Talks. an arena full of middle school girls. I feel if Million Girl Army actually takes off to the success that she's thinking in her head, then that will happen. And a life goal, become an even better version of me. An even better version. And then this one I love because this is maybe one of those ones that would be hard to do, but could be accomplished if you had enough money. Live near an ocean where a barn owl can move into my barn. <laughs> and have a barn. I mean, you got to have a and barn you have to first. Have a barn. Yeah, you can't just live by the ocean. <laughs> And you have to make sure you live by an ocean where there are barn owls. Yes. I love the the really specific goals like that. Me too. 
me too. I don't have enough of those on my list, but I think that's just because I put off writing it down and hastily put it together this morning. I have a really kind of, um, it's not quite that specific, but it's kind of a specific one. I want to live somewhere where I have a terrace and the terrace overlooks medieval rooftops. That's lovely. I would also like that now that you mention it. <laughs> pretty, it would be pretty awesome. I've always said that I want to live in a house that overlooks a graveyard. Okay. For two reasons. Partly because, one, it's got to be cheaper. It's just got to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's also a goal of, can you own a house someday? Maybe, if you live next to a graveyard. And the other one is, that's pretty quiet. Quiet yeah. neighbors. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Like, uh, that you were going to say it would help you to remember your own mortality on a daily basis. Yes, except I do remember my own mortality on a daily basis. You do? Remember that? You already do? Yes. Remember that episode we did about sight and how I was like, Rome makes me think I'm going to die? True, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, Rome, it wasn't just Rome. It's like life. I'm constantly aware that there's only one go around. And sometimes I can stick it out of my mind, but it's always there. That's what makes making these goals... I mean, it's called a bucket list, for goodness sake. <laughs> the whole thing is about the fact that you're going to die and you better accomplish these things now or now or never, basically. Yeah. Now or never. Well, do you want to share uh, one or two more before we end this? Uh, okay. I'd like to learn a fourth language. I mean, my third language is very rusty. That's on the list, too. I would like my French to become fluent, and I would like to learn a fourth language. The fourth language doesn't have to be fluent, though. I just would like to be proficient in a fourth language, probably German. Why German? I'm one of those weird people who actually likes the German language. I love German poetry, German romantic poetry. And that's really what made me start to like the language. And I don't know, I like it. It's, plus, I, I kind of would like to live in Germany. That's not on my list, but I would kind of like to live in Germany someday. So I'd kind of like to be able to speak German. And, um, well, I want to publish a book, of yes. course. Right. I put like a really big goal too. Not that publishing a book isn't a big goal, but this is an even bigger goal. I would like to be a bestseller. Yeah. So that's my big, big, big one. Yeah, that's great. Again, a life goal, uh, but sort of a bucket list item, I suppose. Yeah, to me, that's more of a life accomplishment. But yes, it, it could be, it could go in both. Do you want to become a bestseller for why? Because you think the money will be better or do, because you'll feel like you'll finally get the recognition you deserve. Well, definitely both of those. But I think even more so that sense of I am outstanding in my field, you know, the sense of personal accomplishment. Like I, I am at a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can relate to that because radio has that same stuff. Like, how do you judge a podcast as being successful? There's this thing with podcasters where – you meet a group of podcasters and regardless of how big your audience is or how much money you're making or if you have 10,000 sponsors that are behind you, there's still sort of this air of, yeah, I have a podcast too. You know, it's sort of that, like, I've got a house band. I play in my garage, you know. It has that. Yeah, I write a blog. I have a blog. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a, like an embarrassing thing. And so there is that transcendent thing where if you could create a podcast that becomes a wild success that is the same thing. It's like uh, you became outstanding in your field. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Last life goals from you? Let me leave it with a very small one. I have two teachers that I would like to thank. One I already have thanked. I just want to see her one more time. And she has a new last name too, so I'm going to have to figure out what her last name is now to be able to find her. My third grade teacher, Mrs. Sumnick, 
And I, at one point, did know what her new last name was, but now I can't remember it. But I do know that people listen who do know her real last name now. So she, uh, I saw in 1999, when I had just graduated from college, I would like to see her as an adult, now that I've had a career of some kind. And the other one, and the one that I should be able to do this afternoon, if I really wanted to, I'm not going to, but I could, was to see Mrs. Carlsberg, my eighth grade teacher. She lives on Mercer Island, which is, what, 20 minutes from here. She was the one I credit with teaching me the word trepidation and endeavor, both of which I love. (laughs) And I often feel like when I encounter them in books, and they're pretty common words, but I think if she hadn't taught me these words, would I have ever known what these words meant? (laughs) Would I have ever looked them up? And she was the one that taught me that you can read hard books and you can learn a lot of words. And she also instilled in me a confidence that I was a decent writer early on. So I feel like at some point I owe her a thank you. All right. Well, go out and find her. I know, right? I don't even have to find her. I like, I know her son. I could, (laughs) I could just facebook him all right well i think that you should um i think that by next time we record we each need to have crossed one thing off of our bucket list and that is gonna be yours and um mine mm, i guess i'm gonna have to go buy myself an Hermes tea set tomorrow because i I don't have anything else on here that i can do in the next week so um, i don't know that i'm gonna do it in the next week i've already put it off since eighth grade (laughs) I, i have to do it before i die (laughs) <laughs> all right I guess could be by next week so. i'm not gonna make you do it because looking over my list again besides buying an Hermes tea set which i really don't have the money for right now <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to accomplish anything on my list this week so right and maybe that's why it's bucket list items i think the one i okay i will definitely try to look up mrs carlsberg and maybe i'll even get her on the podcast but i would really like to d- get the humpback whale one behind me that's the one that's calling my name the most that's just a bucket list item so I will be trying to work toward that. Are there not humpback whales in Washington State, like right off the coast? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe there are, but... I know there are whales in the Puget Sound. (laughs) I don't know what kind of whales they are, though. Well, they're orcas and gray whales. Gray whales. That must be it. Not the same. Now, I'm not saying that they never pass by here, but it would be a lot harder than going to when there are, there are hundreds of them up in Alaska. Well, it's June, honey, so why don't you just get yourself a ticket to Alaska and go? Right. Just do it. Check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should leave it there because this episode's going to take me forever to edit. <laughs> no, we should leave it there. And if you've been inspired, we will happily read your goals going forward. So feel free to post them on our Facebook page or send us an email. Or tweet um, us. Or tweet. Oh, my God. We didn't even read the Twitter ones. We'll have to do it next week. I know. And thank you for everybody who sent ideas in. Inspiring. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, let's keep dreaming. I mean, that's what this show is all about, right? Yep. All right. Well, until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best.